Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello from Romania. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we will look at our 27th message from the book of Ephesians called Put on the Whole Armor of God. Let's read our verses for today, which are found in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 13. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 11 through 13, the Bible tells us, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. The first command we looked at from this chapter was to be strong and in the power of the Lord. We must obey that if we have any hope of fulfilling the next command, which is put on the whole armor of God. We need this armor to stay faithful in the battle we are in. Our battle as Christians is not a physical battle. It is a spiritual battle. This battle is real and of eternal importance. Our enemies are real and are in high places, both spiritual and physical. It is important that we understand that we are to stand in this battle. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, is our only offensive weapon. The Word of God, Jesus Christ Himself, does the fighting for us. We are simply to proclaim His Word and stand faithful. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3-6. through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We are told in Ephesians chapter 6 to put on the whole armor of God, not just one part, such as faith, but to put on all of it. Many Christians only obey part of God's word, so also many only put on parts of this armor. We need all of it if we are to stand against such wickedness in high places. Let's read two more passages in the Bible that speak about this armor. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. And then Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. And that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. 
The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of the darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. What is this armor of God? There are six pieces of this armor. Let's look at each piece of armor and its importance in the Christian life. First, it tells us our loins should be girt about with truth. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. The loins are between the lower ribs and the pelvis. The term, gird up your loins, is used often in the Bible. They would take the robes and tie the ends into a knot around their lower belly. It gave a person freedom to move for work or battle. Girding up your loins means you are about to get serious about working or fighting. We are to be girt about with truth. The truth is found within the pages of God's Word. We need to know it, understand it, and stay faithful to the truth found in it. It will prepare and help us stand. Let's read 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. We are also commanded to gird up the loins of our mind. In other words, get our mind and thoughts on the correct things. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Second, today we have the breastplate of righteousness, which is found in Ephesians 6, 14. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate was a metal plate or armor that protected the torso, the upper stomach, chest, and sometimes parts of the shoulders. Jesus has given every child of God his righteousness, which protects and keeps them. Notice it tells us having on. We already have the righteousness of Christ on us. Remember that. He will keep and protect you in this spiritual battle. The Bible also mentions the breastplate of faith. We need to put this on. Have faith in God. 1 Thessalonians 5.8 tells us, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of righteousness and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. Third today, our feet should be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Ephesians 6.15 tells us, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Most likely, a soldier in Bible times would wear leather sandals with 
thick leather soles. They would then wrap leather up their ankle and lower leg. This allowed them to move quickly, stand for long periods of time, and be ready to fight. The picture here is we are to be ready with the gospel as a soldier is ready with his sandals on. We need to be prepared to preach the gospel and give our testimony. We should also be ready to give an answer to those who ask about our faith in Christ. Let's read about that in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you, a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And then Romans chapter 10, verses 13 through 15. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So our feet should be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We should be ready to give someone the good news of the gospel. Fourth, we have the shield of faith. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. This verse tells us, above all, take the shield of faith. Why? This shield of faith will stop the enemy's fiery darts. Faith in our Lord is the key element of this battle. Without faith, we cannot please God, and we will not be able to stand faithful in this spiritual battle. Let's read Deuteronomy 33, verse 29. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellency. And thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. They were happy because they had the shield of help. The Lord was their help. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, the Bible tells us, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 5, That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Above all, we must have this shield of faith. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 5, victory will come through our faith in God. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. We are told to fight the good fight of faith. We must hold on to our faith in our Savior and lay hold of our eternal salvation. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11-12 through 12. 
But thou, O man of God, flee these things, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. And then one more verse about faith, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 through 8. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing." Fifth, we have the helmet of salvation. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. A helmet is very important in battle. You will not last long without one. A wound in the head is often very deadly. In this passage, the assumption is this warrior is a saved child of God. So they already have salvation. But a Christian needs to put on this helmet of salvation. I believe this is his unwavering, confident assurance that he has the salvation of God. How can we fight a difficult spiritual battle if we are not sure we have the salvation of God? We cannot. So put on your salvation. Wear it. Be sure of it. Let's read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. So here this helmet is the hope of salvation. Be confident that God has saved you. Isaiah chapter 59 verses 15 through 17, the Bible tells us, Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate, and an helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak. So the Lord put on the helmet of salvation. Put on this helmet of salvation. Be sure that God has saved you. Sixth and last today, we have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And we find that in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God is likened to a sharp sword. The Word of God is our primary offensive weapon. Let's read 1 John chapter 2, verse 14. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. 
Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 4, verse 4, And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. The word of God is very, very important. We have an example of the power of the word of God in the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 19, verses 13 through 16, speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. The word of God will prevail. It will win the battle in the end. Acts chapter 19 verse 20 tells us, So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. And one more passage in the Bible for today, Hebrews chapter 4 verses 12 and 13. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do." So number six today, we have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. In conclusion for today, we are in a spiritual battle. A Christian does not fight against flesh and blood. We are to put on these six things in the book of Ephesians as we go through the Christian life. We are to have our loins girt about with truth. We are to have on the breastplate of righteousness. Our feet should be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We should have the shield of faith the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Next time, we will look at another message from the book of Ephesians. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you have a blessed day.